on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I grinded it out for two years before I decided and had the courage to jump. I thought it was the worst decision I ever made in my life. That last day, I cuffed my last homicide suspect. I cuffed him to the bench. My boss asked me, you going to interview that guy? And I was like, I don't even work here anymore. Grabbed my wow. box, haven't looked back. I cried like a little baby on the way home, thinking I made the biggest mistake. Monday rolled around. The first month, I got 12 under contract, and uh, the rest is history. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. All right, guys, it is Chaz Wolf coming back at you. This is Gathering the Kings podcast. And today, honestly, I have got an incredible story, not only of one of overcoming, but of entrepreneurial spirit, team building, becoming a millionaire, like the whole shebang. And this guy would tell you he's just a regular Joe. I cannot describe to you the story that Gary is going to um going to share with us today, but, but Gary Curley is known as the hardcore realtor in Kansas City, Missouri, a uh, top real estate agent, and then has developed a team. He has some huge plans for his business, and I cannot wait for you to hear his story and uh, all the things that he's able to overcome along the way and still overcoming. And I think there's some action-packed, super clear bullet points that you guys can take away from today. So excited. Let's go ahead and jump right in with Gary. Welcome to Gathering the Kings podcast, and as you probably just heard from the intro, we are going to be crushing it today with a seven-figure owner, and I want to welcome to the stage, uh, Gary Curley. Gary, thanks for being here, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to dissecting your business, but thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's truly an honor uh, to have met you and uh, be on your podcast and hopefully provide some value for uh, some of your listeners. Absolutely. Let's jump in really from a real estate perspective. I know that you're in real estate, but there's several things that go into that and you've built an, an amazingly successful business. So I want you to start with first, just telling the listener here, what is it that you do? And, and tell me the, like the dynamic of what it looks like today. Yeah, I run the hardcore realtor team. Last January, I decided that I just couldn't do it all myself anymore. If I wanted to have that balanced work life as much as possible, make sure I didn't get divorced, make sure my kids had me there with them. We all have just 24 hours in the day. No matter how hard I work, I have 24 hours. So I, I decided to take that leap and start a team. And it was really tough to do that because I was one of the top individual agents in the state. I ranked number two in 2020. And so I knew I was going to lose a little bit of that luster yeah. starting out and competing with people with 20, 30, 50, 60 people on a team. We were lean and mean. We had five people starting out the year. And it w I went from myself as an individual agent making right at that 700,000 mark to last year. I ended up the year between that 1.1, 1.2 million mark with my team. That's incredible. Okay. So what, what I'm hearing you say, Gary, is that you were crushing it first off. 
number two in the state in 2020 as an individual real estate agent. But what you wanted was a smaller piece of a bigger pie. And the only way to get that was to grow a team. And you crushed it in 2021, doing over seven figures. Your team obviously is made up of several individuals and you're recruiting on a daily basis. I see you on social media all the time. As far as like right now, you've built the team, you've crossed the milestone of seven figures. You're, you've made it, you're the guy. What drives you today, right now in 2022 to keep pushing forward? Man, what drives me is I'm a competitive guy. So what I look at first is my, my five-year plan. And I want to be the number one team in the world within five years. So that wow. means this year I got to get going. So I want to be the number one team in the state at the end of this year. So that kind of brings on to the recruiting standpoint is we are lean and mean. We ended the year with about three people. We'll probably be in the top 15 teams in the state with that five people. And we're competing against larger teams. I like to be lean and mean, but I need more firepower. I've been recruiting hardcore, other hardcore realtors that have that eye of the tiger, what I call it. I just want to go out and crush it. Um, so um, that's awesome. So if yeah, you're listening right now and you're a real estate agent, uh, you need to reach out to Gary and the hardcore right. team because that might be the place for you. But really what I was hearing you say, Gary, is that <clears throat> along the way, including right now, you've had to expand your goals, your vision of what you're trying to accomplish, which might seem crazy. You said, I want to be the number one team in the world. And I'm sure some people listening thought they did the eye roll of, oh, Another one of those guys, he wants to be the best of the best, but here's what that goal did for you. Maybe you can go into this here in a little bit, but it allowed you number one to think bigger, which then you said, I got to get busy. And so you got to get busy on building the team and finding the right people and doing all the things that maybe you weren't doing before because you were small and you were staying small and you had a smaller vision. And so you didn't need to, like you said, get going. You need to get busy. It creates urgency when you got this real big goal, but something that's maybe even unbelievable. It, it, it forces you to get going. So I love that part of your story. So for a half second, we're going to, we're going to flip the script here. We're going to go back because you haven't always been the seven figure guy. You haven't always been a super successful real estate agent. Tell me first, because most of the people listening right now are probably either starting a business or they're in a six figure business. They haven't quite hit that million dollar mark yet. And they're just, they're grinding on the day. They're trying to figure it out. And sometimes they're stuck on the job site or showing the homes like you were, and they're just trying to get beyond themselves. So take me back to where you first started. How did you even get into owning a business or doing your entrepreneurial thing? Man, it's a crazy story. So I was a detective for a local police department here in the Kansas City area. And my, my specific role was I was a crimes against children's detective. I did that for 10 years. I was at a, you saw was some a, crazy stuff, I'm sure. I saw some bad stuff. Uh, yeah. you know, I was working homicides, child crimes, pretty overwhelming. I had 300 cases just on my desk. I'm just trying to grind it out. There was a point where I decided I needed a break. I did crimes against children specifically for 10 years. Um, like you said, it's wild stuff. So I went to my, my, the powers that be, man, I need a break, like mental health. I need a break, transfer me to a different unit. I'll do anything. I need a break. And it's odd because I always thought that they would have my back and had my best interest at heart. And uh, they're like, nope, Gary, you're our guy. You're our guy to do this. And I was wow. like, man, I really need a break. And they were like, imagine all those bad guys that are going to walk free if you don't do this. And they're trying to guilt me into it. And I was sure. like, man, I really need a break. Like I need help. And uh, they're like, no, nah, I'm going to go get another job. And they're like, what else can you do? And they're like, you've only been a cop. And I was like, damn, you're right. Then I was talking 
to happen to be another realtor at my daughter's basketball practice one night. And we we're, you know, swapping stories. And uh, he said, have you ever thought about being a realtor? I was like, man, I don't know how to sell houses. That's weird. I've, I've only been a cop. And he's like, man, yeah. if, you, if you could do that, you can sell houses. Yeah. And it clicked because I, of my past experiences. I could do anything. It wasn't because I was just a cop. I can do it because I was a cop. And yeah. it, it provided me a bunch of tools that I didn't even know I had. Um, to go out into the real world, essentially, yeah. and uh, man, become successful. So I did, uh, man, I jumped, took my real estate class, jumped on a brokerage. I did, I worked full-time at the police department, 40, 60 hours um, a week. And I would show houses sometimes till 11 o'clock midnight after I got off work. Every night I was showing houses after I got off work, badge hanging, gun on. And I just, man, I grinded it out for two years before I decided and had the yeah. courage um, to jump. And, yeah. uh, I thought it was the worst decision I ever made in my life. That last day I cuffed my last homicide suspect. I cuffed him to the bench. My boss asked me, you going to interview that guy? And I was like, I don't even work here anymore. Grabbed my wow. box. Haven't looked back. I cried like a little baby on the way home thinking I made the biggest mistake. Monday rolled around the first month. I got 12 under contract and uh, the rest is history. So Wow. Okay. So let me unpack this because you just gave us so much to, to think about. First off, <clears throat> there's a listener right now that just heard that that needed to hear someone else challenged you really is what it is. Like it wasn't the bad guys that were going to go free. It was the fact that they didn't think that you could be anything more than what you already had shown them you could be. And you said, you know what? No, no, that is not the story. That's not how the story is going to finish. I'm going to rewrite the ending to this. It's not going to be your ending. It's going to be mine. And so you took a jump. Now that didn't mean that you left that day. You didn't say F you and you left the job that day. You had some wits about you. Right. Yeah. And I think every entrepreneur goes through this, whether you did leave that day potentially. And then now you got to, now you got to have to figure it out, but that mm -hmm. wasn't your story. And that's okay. There's similar to my story where you had to just be purposeful for a period of time. So the listener here, I want, if you're taking notes, Gary talked about two year period where he did both. And, and it wasn't just because he was trying to hustle and make the money. And, and it was two things. Number one, he already told you it was to prove this other person wrong. But then below that, it was because he believed he was worth more. He, he deserved more. He was made for more, which, of course, then goes into his marriage and his kids, which I'm sure we'll get to in here in a second. But so much to unpack. Thank you for sharing that. I want to know two things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward you a little bit, but not, not so fast forward to like today. We're still in the midst of the grind the last couple of years. I want to know a really good decision that you made, obviously, other than leaving, because I think we can all at this point say that was the best decision for you. But yeah. mm -hmm. tell me along the way, a really good decision in business that you made specifically that can help the person listening. Man, so probably the best decision I ever made was my first hire. I hired an assistant. As soon as I left the department, I came to my current brokerage, Remax Heritage. I, I knew I can only do so much. There's only, like I said earlier, there's only so much time in the day. And I just left the job with a mountain of paperwork. And I knew I did not want to do that anymore. I, I looked at my business and like, how can I be the most dollar productive agent? And right. it was my first hire, which was scary because now I'm in charge of somebody else's success. I'm in charge of their family. I'm in charge of feeding, feeding them. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm just a single agent. And at that point I started looking at it as a business instead of a job. I'm building a business because so many realtors, they're like, man, I'm just, I just sell houses. I just sell houses. 
man, I'm building a business that can essentially run without me at this point. And that was the best decision I ever made was hiring an assistant because that allowed me just to be with my clients, do prospecting, dollar productive activities, and I, I don't have to touch paper. Yeah, there's a huge, if, if we can distinguish the tables here, the, the seven-figure table, if you will, and then the six-figure table, obviously within my uh, mastermind programs, we've got a seven-figure program and then a six-figure mastermind program. But the difference between those two kings tables, if you will, is this that we're talking about right here, which is the ability to delegate or the who as opposed to the how at the seven-figure level, which was what you're talking about is what the catalyst to help you get to today. And obviously you're going to continue to grow, but the, for the person listening right now, the catalyst that he's talking about right now is that he gave away control to this area. He gave away some money. He gave away the opportunity. He gave away, uh, he said he was scared. Like literally he had emotions around hiring this person because now he was responsible. And so the moment that he was able to let go of those things, then in trade-off to that, he was able to focus on high impact activities and so as a business owner listening right now, you have to decide, number one, what are the high activity uh, or high impact activities? But then you have to really be honest with yourself and, and tell yourself, like, how much time am I really spending only on that and how much bog down time is being sucked away, just like Gary's talking about. And so when he made this first hire, he was able to multiply the efforts on the high impact activity. So let's transition. Thank you for sharing that, Gary. That, that was amazing. I think that's a huge, like super practical takeaway. What about a bad decision? Tell us about a bad decision you made. Uh, man, I, I will say I have been pretty blessed with the decisions I've made that somehow I always, I just believe in karma. Sure. I feel like I, I, I have this like mountain of good karma from my previous life and yeah. history that I feel like, man, somehow just everything seems to magically work out. I would say bad decisions, man, is not being able to separate friendship from work. When I started my team last year, I just I put all my friends on there instead of looking outside of that circle, which all my friends are amazing agents, but I felt like I could only trust them. I yeah. felt they are just my people instead of now I'm looking outside and I'm putting some amazing agents on my team now because I opened up my mind a little bit and decided to start making that decision. And if I would have made that decision at the beginning of last year, I'd probably be in a little bit better position now. So the thing that enabled you to make the decision of finding other realtors was the trust factor, right? Like I trust yeah. this person because I know them. So there was a little bit of a bridge there that allowed you to want to make that choice. But what you're saying in the bigger perspective if you had just made that choice with other people that you didn't trust, like the trust factor wasn't yeah. there, what you're saying mm -hmm. is that there's other people that you don't know right now that are good people. They want to work hard. They want to grow mm -hmm. even your business. Of course, they yeah. want to take care of them and their family, but there are people sure. right now that we as business owner can go and recruit and find and, and, and bring into a good team, give them an amazing opportunity, which then in return is a good thing for our business. And so that's what I'm hearing you say. Anything you want to add on yeah. to that? The bad decision was to be limited with your friends, but, yeah. but I'm hearing you say that there was much more that came out of that. <clears throat> yeah, just not taking massive action earlier on is, it's funny because once I stepped out of just that little circle I had, because I do just maintain a real small circle, because being a cop for 15 years, I'm cynical by nature. Yep. I have a huge chip on my shoulder. I am not for everybody, but- yeah. One thing I realized, I have very good systems and processes that I can take a lot of good people and I can plug them in and make them a six-figure earner. Everybody on my team, my goal is everybody's going to make six figures. And so I started looking outside just my few friends I had because that's, I, don't, I just don't have a lot of friends. Um, up at the top, it's like, it's lonely. Yeah, that, yeah. 
successful you are, the more people hate you for no reason. So, but I started looking outside, getting out of my own head and uh, able to find some really good people. That's incredible. I'm really wanting the listener to, to take a hold of this because it's a huge piece that we hear a lot. Like you got to find people, you got to have a team, you got to hire. We hear it all the time, but <clears throat> literally from the lips of somebody who's not only come out of not entrepreneurial background at all into a six figure position, then into building a business to not only where he can be seven figure, but now have multiple people on his team in the six figure mark. Like this is somebody who is literally telling you right from the mouth, go hire people and make it a good opportunity. Don't just willy nilly try to take advantage of people. That's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about a, a hardcore team that has a purpose that he even said, I'm not for everybody. He's trying to attract specific people to his team that, that share value. And, and they're going to find as much value in his team and being part of his team as he does. And, and that's what we got to do is we got to find those people so that we can grow the business. And so that's a huge play here. So thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's very valuable. Did you have something Absolutely. else you want to share just, there? Yeah. Can, yeah. Can I just add one more thing? So Please. Um, when I sat down and talked to a lot of realtors and I don't know if this will transfer to other businesses or not, but the very first thing I asked them, what are your goals? And so many of them are like, I want to start a team. I want to start a team. I'll tell you. So the, my very first hires were admin people, right? It wasn't necessarily starting a team with realtors. So you should only start a team officially with other realtors, adding them on is if you have so much business that you incredibly just can't handle it. Because what happens if you're a new realtor and you're doing 12 deals, well, you team, and now you're, you know, divvying those 12 deals out to three or four other people. Well, now you have six deals, seven deals, and that's just not a, that's not sustainable. Yeah. So I, I started a team at a pure necessity of, I was losing business because I only had so much time in my day. I had two other assistants at that time. I, I hired a second assistant just to take phone calls because I didn't even have time to take phone calls. So I hired a second assistant and, uh, and at the, at the end of the year, I was just like, man, at 19, I was like, I have so much business. I am now losing. I was working right. till midnight showing houses. Right. I knew I could not sustain my life, a healthy lifestyle doing sure. that. So I started a team of realtors out of necessity. Any, I just don't want any other realtors to think, oh man, I'm brand new. I'm going to go start right. a, a team, hire <laughs> admin staff, hire transaction coordinators, personal assistants, but don't just jump in to start a team because you will fail. It's expensive. Yeah, hundred percent. There's obviously investment there. And, and so to your point, not even just the realtors who are listening, but somebody who's in a trade or somebody who's an online entrepreneur or whatever, the business that you're building has to be built around uh, specific broken down activities and processes. And so those are the things that you're specifically giving away. And really as the key factor the, or the person who's maybe the most high impact, you have to be able to give away the things that aren't, that don't either equate to your hourly rate or that can be done by somebody who's better than you. Really, that's what it comes yeah. down to. Oh, yeah. And so to Gary's point here is that the, the paperwork, the admin, the phone calls, if he, the sooner that he was able to give those things away, it left him with meeting with the people until then he wasn't able to meet with all the people in enough uh, efficiency to where he now had to have a greater team to be able to meet with all the prospects, even the thing that he was best at. For me, like I've been in sales for almost 20 years, but I have people on my team that do sales calls because- that even though I'm probably way better than they are individually, I, that's a limiting factor for me as a business owner. I can't be there in that moment on every single sales call, whether it be for one of my masterminds or a coaching program, or even in my franchises or a real estate deal, it doesn't really matter. I can't be there in all places. So thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. Um, yeah, cool. Still on, on the good decisions. I'm curious now, do you have a process 
to making decisions as an entrepreneur? Do you follow um, any sort of steps? Every time that I'm getting ready to make a big decision, I go back to a book that I've read, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And some of those rules, my, my favorite rules are take massive action and take risks. And then I combine that with the Mel Robbins method is five, four, three, two, one. So I go back, I remind uh -huh. myself what got me here, what got yep. me to where I'm at. And I read, I literally read these rules every day. And then I'm like five, four, three, two, one. And I make a decision. It's that's just the way I operate. I don't sit down. I'm not a planner. I'm not one of those. I'm going to put it on paper. I'm not analytical. I'm a very much by the seat of my pants. I go off emotions and feeling anger, whatever I'm feeling at the day of the day. I and mean, that's how I run my business. So yeah. and it's worked out. <clears throat> That's incredible. I think uh, there's so much value there. So I hope that as a listener, you're, you're taking notes here. So last question here on the decision, on good decisions. How do you stay disciplined in life, business, finance, family, like all of that? Because obviously running a seven-figure business, multiple team members, you have a family, you've got kiddos, you've got personal hobbies, I'm sure. Like, how do you stay disciplined in, in, in making good choices for all of them? Not to be corny, but I know my why. I contribute that every day. I wake up every single day and I repeat three words to myself and it's why, why not me? Why not and me? it's something I never believed in myself that I could do something like that. I'm writing a yeah. book about it. Hopefully it'll be done this year, but it's three words that's changed my life and it's why yeah. not me? So what I do is when I talk to people, I'm like, why not? Why can't you be here? My why is obviously is to change my family tree. I go in what Dave Ramsey used to say, change your family tree. I wasn't supposed to be here. I, uh, didn't grow up great, didn't grow up in a, from a rich family, specifically just was meant to be average until those three words about five years ago changed my life. I was running on a treadmill, just trying not to be as fat and listening to a YouTube video. And man, it's just three words jumped out of this video. And it's like, why not me? And I just started thinking about it. And so I started comparing myself to the most successful person I knew. I was like, man, why can't I do that? You know, why can't, instead of doing it the negative way of, man, I barely graduated high school. I barely know how to work my phone. I barely know how to do this. I'm like, why not me? What separates me from that person? Man, it's nothing. What separates the, the failing agent from me? Nothing other than some decisions that we make. And I want to change my family tree. I can say, oh, it's my dream job to sell houses. Nah. It's not. It's actually pretty boring. That's why I'm so competitive at it. I just want to be the best because it is boring on the day to day. 15,000 other realtors can do exactly the same thing I can. Just others choose not to. Because I wake up, I look at my family and I'm like, what do I want? I want to change my kids' lives. And then I want yeah. their kids' lives to be changed. I don't want to just change life for me and my wife. Like I want it to trickle down to generational wealth and change the whole dynamics of our name. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Gary. That's super obviously I know, close to your heart. And uh, for the listener today, it's not corny. It's not cheesy. Uh, we talk about it all the time in my Gathering the Kings program. When someone's at a six-figure or seven-figure program or, or level, it's it. when you know your why, that is the clarity that someone needs in order to be able to operate and then make good choices, to your point. It's out of that place when I can, able to, I can go, okay, this is what I want. And so when I have this decision in front of me, does it help me get what I want? If it does, I do it. Risk or no risk, it, that, it doesn't even matter. If it helps me get what I want, I do it. If I doesn't, I don't. Simple enough. And it sounds like you do the same. So that's incredible. Yep. Uh, and I hope that uh, the listener is, is paying close attention because you've given, if we ended the podcast right now, bro, you have given so much value today. It's incredible. But that's not it. We've got a few more uh, questions here. We're going to go speed round. Hope that, uh, hope that you're okay with, uh, with writing some quick notes. 
I'm going to ask Gary a series of uh, about four questions here. We're going to go fast. We're going to go basically one word answers. You can get, expand a little bit, but just basically quick okay. answers. And I want to know, first thing, if you could pick one metric, you, you could only pick one metric forever and ever to track in your business, what would it be? Man, that, that's tough. It's supposed to be a speed round, but I'm going to say mindset. <laughs> mindset is, is it because like I said, why not me? That's all the others, yeah. man, it don't matter. If you don't have the mindset, I wouldn't have grown where I'm at. So That's incredible. So I love that answer. I'm a huge mindset guy, but I have never had anybody answer that question with mindset. So I have to stop my own speed round and I have to ask you a follow-up question because that was an incredible answer. How do you track mindset? Man, oh, so there's so many things that track it, but it is truly the belief that when I wake up, that there is nobody that's going to outwork me. And it's on the back of my business cards. Everybody in my office knows it. Everybody on my Facebook knows it. Nobody will ever outwork me. I don't care who you are, where you came from, how smart you are. You're never going to outwork me. Yeah, that's incredible. And I loved how you said you, you say it to yourself every day, along with your why. It keeps it solid and clear and bold right in front of you. Okay, speed round question number two. What book? You already gave us the 10X rule. Fantastic. I highly recommend that book as well. But I used to work for Grant and build a sales team for him. So I'm a huge Grant fan. But give me a book specifically for the six-figure guy out there or gal listening right now that they say, I want to get to that million-dollar mark. Gary, what should I read? I shouldn't have said that book then be, earlier because that was <laughs> definitely, that's like my Bible. The 10X rule truly changed my life. If I'd have to go to, you know, a number two, it's I can't hurt me by david goggins because he i feel like his story is very similar to mine and did he wasn't supposed to be where he's at and he just yep. man nobody's gonna ever outwork me so okay so if you're taking notes 10x rule by grant cardone and then can't hurt me by david goggins both extremely phenomenal books and big on mindset so i can tell you're obviously a big mindset guy that's fantastic okay third question do you intentionally network and mastermind uh basically grow yourself and do you spend money to do this? This is tough for me because, man, uh, I have really bad social anxiety. So it's freaking me out just to even be here. I don't intentionally do that. I actually usually sure. probably self-sabotage myself on that. But I do force myself to, to get out of my comfort zone. And I grew my network primarily on Facebook uh, because I can hide behind my computer, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big video guy. Social anxiety is pretty high with me. I don't intentionally do that. But just... By happenstance, I've grown over the last five years to now people contact me and it's a little easier. So a little, got it, got it. But you said you've invested in yourself, obviously with books and I know you got a coach and you've got things yeah. in place to where you've mm -hmm. made personal investments. It's just networking specifically, getting around a bunch of people that you don't know. That's been difficult, which I think is even amazing for you to say and be vulnerable about because whether you're a business owner, you're a real estate agent, you're whatever, we have to grow our business through people, right? Like yeah. the, mm -hmm. the people that we're doing the jobs for our clients, like they are people. And in order to get more of them, we have to go connect with them. However that is, and whether that's you doing the marketing or whether you're behind social media, or you're doing videos, or you got a guy doing it for you, you got to number one, figure it out. You got to do it yourself. You said, I, I still do it. Even though I don't like it, it makes me really mm -hmm. uncomfortable. I still do yeah. it. You're still here. You had, this is an incredible podcast. There's going to be so many people changed because of the things that you've been able to share, which I know in return gives you value because it helps yeah. you get over it. But then number two, you said, like, I'm going to connect with the right people who, that I know they can grow my business. Although it's difficult, I didn't need to do it, but then I'm going to connect purposefully with the right people who can grow my business. So um, that's incredible. Okay. Last question, Gary, if you lost it all today, what would you do? Oh, man. This is something that I actually think about every day because I've, 
it feels like a dream just to be here. I'm not, I'm the last person you'd ever, I ever thought they'd be here. Like I said, I had social anxiety as a kid. I sat in the corner, didn't talk to anybody. Nobody would think that I'm in the position I am now. I, I think about what happens if I lose it every day. Man, I am so confident now in my ability and what I've learned that I could grow it back even faster. I would 10X it and uh, man, I would get it back. That's it. Like nothing would stop me. Exactly. Confidence. Obviously, you know what you've done, but you believe in it so much that if all taken away tomorrow, today even, boom, you'd be back at it again tomorrow because you know what you know now and you know how to go get it. Okay. So Gary, how does someone connect with you? Whether they're a real estate agent, they want to connect with you, or they're just a business owner, they want to figure out how to get connected to you. How do they find you? The easiest way is Facebook. Just search Gary Curley, um, K-E-R-L-E-Y. Friend me, send me a DM. That's, awesome. that's the best way to connect with me. I have a business page, Gary Curley, the hardcore realtor, either or. I'm pretty active on Facebook and that's how I've built my network. So That's awesome. We'll connect with Gary if you find uh, uh, needing to uh, get some value in that direction. And uh, we want to thank you for listening today. Obviously, Gary, thank you for sharing your story. I know that it resonated with so many people here today because you're the picture of what it looks like that we're all attaining to that you once thought that was completely impossible. And there's so many people listening today that heard your story that are also thinking right now, like, I want to leave my job or I'm scared to hire my first person or I have social anxiety or whatever. And so thank you for breaking through those things for us today, because you're a picture of what it looks like to be successful in many areas. And I'm sure your family and the future generations of your family appreciate all that you're doing. So thank you very much for being with us, Gary. And if you want to connect with Gary, you can connect with him online. Thanks so much, Gary. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.